Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. I am somewhat not much older than all of you, yet I've been asked to speak, not because I am a great orator or because I have a number of impressive accolades. Well, I guess I do have two Super Bowl rings. I just happen to be blessed by God to be really good at kicking a funny-shaped ball between two yellow posts. So as someone who is not paid to speak for a living, I'm about to pop off some hard truths. I don't care if you have a successful career. I don't care if you have a big bank account or you fly private. Many of you in this crowd will achieve these things. Some of you maybe already have. But in the end, no matter how much money you attain, none of it will matter if you are alone and devoid of purpose. As someone raised in a family of overachievers, success was expected. And as a young man, I found happiness in being celebrated for my worldly achievements. My inner desire to be celebrated manifested academically through long hours of studying and, of course, riding the curve. That desire was pushed further by the many successes I attained playing here on the flats. All of you are here today because you are smart, capable, and hardworking people. But if we're being honest, the world is filled with miserable, smart, capable, and hardworking people. There are too many examples to list of people who have achieved great worldly success and fleeting happiness, but in the end are unfulfilled. Now don't get me wrong, I want you to be successful, but this isn't so much about your career as it is using your talents, being your best, fulfilling the potential you were created for. It is said, what's done in the darkness will be brought to the light. This is a powerful reminder to us all that our actions matter, whether they're seen or not. Some of the most important people who have ever lived remain unknown, and their stories have yet to be told. But they still used their God-given talents to do great things and change the world. What a profound example to be motivated by our purpose rather than the current spotlight of the world. For many of you, your academic careers are coming to an end. For some, this is just one of many milestones. Either way, it is important to use today as an opportunity to take stock of your mission. Our culture is suffering. We all see it. It doesn't matter which political persuasion you sit on or whether you are a person of deep faith or not. Anyone with eyes can see that something is off. Studies have shown one of the many negative effects of the pandemic is that a lot of young adults feel a sense of loneliness, anxiety, and depression, despite technology that has connected us more than ever before. It would seem the more connected people are to one another, the more they feel alone. I'm not sure the root of this, but at least I can offer one controversial antidote that I believe will have a lasting impact for generations to come. Get married and start a family. Wow. 
I will say this is the, the most important ring I have right here. Having kicked the game-winning field goal in both the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, I have received a great deal of praise for these successes. They just announced that this Super Bowl was the most watched football game of all time. And yet all of this happiness is temporary. And the truth is, none of these accomplishments mean anything compared to the happiness I have found in my marriage and in starting a family. My confidence as a husband and father, and yes, even as a football player, is rooted in my marriage with my wife as we leave our mark on future generations by the children we bring into the world. How much greater of a legacy can anyone leave than that? Sadly, we are encouraged to live our lives for ourselves, to move from one thing to another with no long-term commitment, to have loyalty for nothing but ourselves and sacrifice only when it suits our own interests. This loneliness is rooted in the lies being sold about self-dependence and prioritize. It's Monday, May 8th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Infowars.com, band.video. Share those links right now, folks. We are going to have just an absolute bombshell show for you here today. The video that you just saw has been going viral, and for good reason. It's a two-time Super Bowl winner giving a graduation speech where he talks about what's really important. And, a oh boy, that's not something you hear every day, but it is absolutely true. But I guess that all makes sense, right? It's something true, not something you hear every day, because what we hear every day it tends to be a cascade of lies. Now, we're going to get into some of the lies in the mainstream media. I just thought we'd open up the show with something heartwarming, refreshing, morally good before we delve into the cesspit of chaos and violence that makes up the modern American landscape. And actually, we uh, – so he's on right now? All right, uh, folks, we actually have Alex Jones calling in to talk about some of the biggest stories this weekend, which of course were the shooting at the mall in Allen, Texas, as well as the mass murder car attack in Brownsville, Texas. Uh, thanks for calling in, Alex. I was watching your show yesterday. Cartels having a lot to do with this. So thanks for calling in. You're on the show. Well, that's right. We, we have a serious issue here. We have CNN, the New York Times, all of them saying with no evidence that the police are saying there was evidence this guy was a white supremacist. We've been on his Instagram. We haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. That's the attacker in North Dallas, in Allen. And then we have this truck attack. Another Hispanic man runs over more than 25 people, killing seven of them, several more in critical condition. I've sent you guys the very graphic footage of that, but people need to see the reality of this. And both of them have the same uh, Texas-Mexican uh, gang, prison gang, tattoos on their hands and on the truck attacker's belly. And from Pete Santilli sources, he's got excellent sources, told him on Saturday morning that there will be attacks on malls and shopping centers, things against Hispanics, against migrants, and that it would then be basically uh, blamed on just 
uh, domestic Hispanic groups, but 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 call it migrant violence. That would be used to basically take the guns. And Biden has a deal to bring back something like Title 42 to the cartels. They can continue the revolving door of deporting some of them so they can pay the toll of at least $7,000 to get back in. Now, Santilli called me at 1030 in the morning. I didn't call him back until that evening when the shooting had happened, but he left me messages saying this is what they're going to do. They're going to attack my sources. Say it's imminent. Hours later, it indeed happened. And now we have the gang tattoos in the photos of both the shooter and who was dead and the uh, man who was arrested pulled out of the car by police at a migrant center, illegal alien center there in Brownsville, Texas. So this is massive, massive lead and evidence. And, and I've sent the crew uh, the Wikipedia on the gang that both men had uh, tattoos on. It's called Tango and, Blast, right? Yes, yes, the Tango Blast. And that's a fact. They both have Tango Blast tattoos on them. And so obviously the cartels aren't going to lead the attacks themselves. The cartels had a big sit-down, the two largest Sinaloa and the Gulf Cartel. And so they've gone out, obviously, and financed or contracted people to do this, or they've kidnapped members of their family. That's what high-level law enforcement sources have told us. And then now it's happening right in front of us. But the spin machine held back and still held back. And law enforcement groups have to sue to get the manifesto from the transgender, quote, man, the woman right. that attacked up, up in Tennessee and uh, killed the three children and the three adults, including the, in, in, including the principal. And so notice, we don't still know, even though we know the person was a leftist and anti-gun, we still don't have that manifesto months later. But boy, boy, do we already know, with no evidence, CNN's top headline, that it was links to white supremacist extremist groups. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. They're already planning the story. The same folks that brought you the false flag, Eric Holder of Fast and Furious, they're the ones still running the Justice Department. They're the ones running. Obama's third term through Biden. They're the ones that ran the Oklahoma City bombing. We've seen this over and over again. This is a big, big deal. And so I just want all the listeners to know that I'll be on at 11 a.m. covering all this in great detail. And there's also a report that I've asked the crew to put back at the top from last night on Infowars.com. I report that uh, cartels set to launch terror attacks in the U.S., and this appears to be those two men from the same gang shooting around people's cars, targeting Hispanics, exactly what our sources said would happen hours before it happened. His source started calling him Friday night. He didn't talk to him until Saturday morning. He called me, sent me a text saying what was going to happen, and now it has indeed happened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big, big deal. Title 42 sent to expire Wednesday night at midnight on Thursday. We'll be down at the border with live coverage of it all. Infowars.com tomorrow is today, but people got to be watching. They got to be looking. Uh, and, of course, it's perfect plan. Have these Hispanic gangs kill Hispanics, blame it on white people. It's just like the guy a week and a half ago that shot and killed five people in Texas who was illegal alien, deported many times, and they're still calling him a white supremacist. They put a fake picture of a white guy up there, another name. So it's on. It's happening. It's not by accident. The failed state of Mexico is now being used to make Texas a failed state try to take our guns. The answer to this crime wave is the fact that we have guns to protect ourselves. The highest crime rates, obviously, in the areas where they've taken the guns. Uh, but there is an uptick in mass shootings. And so this is a very, very serious situation. Pray for those that, that lost loved ones. Pray for those that are fighting for their lives right now. Uh, but the report is on the top of InfoWars.com. Everybody needs to share it, and I hope uh, that we can uh, cover this in great detail. But, again, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Yeah. We know that the, that, the, that the guy driving the truck, the SUV, and the guy shooting the gun, it wasn't the gun, it wasn't the SUV, it was the psychotic brains or whatever happened to motivate him. But why are two members of the same gang attacking Hispanics? 
And no one's even pointing out that he targeted Hispanics at the mall or this guy went to a migrant center. That's massive evidence. It's a targeting of Hispanics. It's two Hispanic males doing it, and they're in the same gang, but they're blaming white people and Trump supporters. This is their plan, ladies and gentlemen. The false flags have begun. Back to you, Harrison. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, here's the video that's on Infowars.com and Bandot video. The title is Exclusive Mexican Drug Cartels to Launch Terror Attacks Inside U.S. Warns Federal Intel. This was published last night at about 9 p.m., so I'm sure not, I'm sure people were asleep, didn't have time to see that if you're awake as early as I am. So I was watching this this morning, absolute bombshell information, and it all ties in perfectly together. I mean, it, it all makes total sense uh, that this is what's going on. And so I encourage you to go and share that video, download it yourself, upload it to your own social medias, and spread this information. Because Alex is right. It's not just that this the claims of ties to white supremacy from which I've seen no evidence. I mean, everything they say is all couched in the words of hints at, or they say that he uh, expressed white supremacist ideas, which God only knows what that means, especially in the way that they characterize things as being white supremacist these days. Who knows what this guy was really posting, but you know, he posts something that's uh, racially insensitive and they'll take that and say, well, that makes him a Nazi. That means he's a white supremacist. That means it's white people's fault. Turn over your guns. And it's not like they're just mentioning this as an aspect of doing research into this guy and figuring out what motivated him. That's the lead headline on every single media piece you can find on this shooting, whether it's CNN or The Independent or even Daily Mail. I mean every single one of them, white supremacist is the number one headline. So when you talk about this being an info war, you have to understand everybody listening to this – Probably 99% of the people out there that are, would consider themselves info warriors are the type of people that will see a claim and then go research to figure out whether it's legitimate or not. They'll actually take everything with a grain of salt, uh, a big pinch of salt, and determine whether or not they give any credence to the mainstream media headlines. That's just the info warriors. For probably 90% of the average American person, you know what happens? They wake up, they see a headline, white supremacist shooting. And they go on with their day just assuming that this was a white supremacist shooting, and of course that narrative will be reinforced throughout the day as more articles and more television coverage comes out where they make a giant deal out of something for which so far there's been absolutely no evidence. What the evidence we have seen shows that it's a Hispanic guy. He's got gang tattoos, a, tango, a puro tango blast gang, which is the craziest name ever, and we'll get into what that gang is. It, it's – it's not a traditional gang. It's more of a, a decentralized gang. It's just a, a network of criminals, but would be the perfect outlet for something like the cartels to utilize as they are a criminal prison gang, but don't have cartel connections that would uh, give them cover. InfoWars is known for being tomorrow's news today. InfoWars is known for having 98% accuracy on average. InfoWars is known as being a game changer, and our products are not any different. Two amazing products that I really want you to try if you've never tried them, or if you've been a regular buyer of them, they've been sold out for a long time, they're back in stock, I want to remind you you are now back in stock, are the Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth. I don't have time in 60 seconds to tell you about all the ingredients, but believe me, you want to go research. You want to go check out Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth back in stock, but they're selling out quick. 
And despite the fact they're selling out, they're both discounted. In fact, Real Red Bull Plus is 40% off right now. But in a week or so, it's going to go back to full price. It's about to sell out. This is your chance to experience Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Thank you for your support. Turbo Force is back, sold out for eight months, and it's Turbo Force Plus. We made it even stronger, the strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere. Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it, it, it is the super fuel. Brainforce Plus is great. Brainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. your hand on your gun all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal infowars.com band.video they've defunded the police causing the crime rate to skyrocket spectacularly they've embedded within our judicial system activist da's who let criminals off the hook without so much as a slap on the wrist they're opening the border just wrenching open the floodgates and allowing Millions upon millions of unvetted foreigners into our country without so much as a glance over their papers. And now they're coming after your gun. So they've made the entire country significantly less safe. They've made entire communities significantly less safe. And their solution to this is to disarm you, the people that have done nothing wrong, to take guns out of the hands of the innocent people who never wanted any of this. I don't know how anybody can see the activities of the federal government at this point as anything other than hostile to the American people. I mean we are at war with our own government, and it's time we start acting like it, quite frankly, reminding ourselves that this is not a matter of saving America per se. It's not a matter of you know the majority of America just picking yourself up by your bootstraps and getting back on track, but – Rather, we have to take the mindset of the French resistance, of we are in a country that is occupied and controlled by a hostile force. We can't just act like we are in charge anymore. It's just something we have to keep in mind. Now we are talking about the mass murder attacks that have all been carried out over the last week, some in just the last few days, all of them carried out by, as you could say, Latinos. 
foreign nationals or, in some cases, recent immigrants, against other recent immigrants turning Texas into a war zone, and this all ahead of the ending of Title 42 and the total, absolute, complete collapse of the border. So we're going to get into all of that. There is evidence, and whistleblowers have told us this is a cartel scheme. I think, it, I think it depends on what you want to call a cartel. After all, the cooperation between illicit crime families and you know, mafia organizations and the central intelligence organizations has a long and storied past. Nothing new about that. Whether that's what's behind the recent violence, we'll get into, but we have a lot of stuff to cover today. We'll be taking your phone calls, of course. All of this brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, but let's we sort of postpone it because uh, obviously we took a call from Alex Jones talking about the news that he broke yesterday, Sunday evening. The video is up on Bandai Video and InfoWars.com right now. They just uh, put it up on screen there. Uh, exclusive Mexican drug cartels to launch terror attacks inside the U.S. warns federal intel. So that's the video that you've got to see for yourself. You've got to share it with your friends and family. And just keep your eyes open. Will we make it through the show today before some announcement of some new horrific attack? We'll see. But we'll begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 8th of May, 2023. Eight killed, seven wounded in mass shooting at Texas Mall. Cop kills gunman. A gunman in tactical gear exited his sedan in the parking lot of an Allen, Texas shopping outlet Sunday and uh, Saturday and started shooting at everyone in sight, killing eight people and wounding seven more. The wounded range from just five years old to 61. A police officer who was already in the vicinity on another call shot and killed the murderer before he could take more lives. The shooting began shortly after 3 p.m. local time in the northeast suburb of Dallas. Jash cam apparently taken by civilian captured the shooter parking in the middle of a lane, exiting his vehicle outside an H&M store and opening fire. Uh, now we have that video. We'll maybe show it to you a little bit later in the show. I know Alex showed it yesterday on his show, as well as the really horrific footage from this next story. And you can find that on band.video. I don't know if we'll put it on the airwaves today, but we certainly will talk about it. Here's the story. Eight dead, nine injured after motorist runs them down outside a migrant shelter in Brownsville, Texas. Eight people were killed Sunday and nine others injured after a motorist allegedly plowed into them while they waited at a city bus stop near a migrant shelter in Brownsville, Texas. The group of mostly Venezuelan men was sitting on a curb at an unmarked stop across the street from the shelter about 8.30 a.m. when a Range Rover SUV ran the traffic light and drove through the people sitting at the stop, according to the head of the shelter. The killings appeared to have been intentional. According to ValleyCentral.com, the driver has been described as a Hispanic male who lives in the area. Now we have photos of this Hispanic male. He, just like the shooter at the mall in Allen, Texas, uh, covered in tattoos, some of which appear to be gang-affiliated tattoos. Tango Blast is the, is the name of the gang that probably a lot of people are hearing about for the first time today, including myself. heard about it yesterday. And 
We'll explain exactly what that is and what may be behind the uptick of mass killings in Texas specifically. We'll do that later in the show. Meanwhile, major story this weekend, California Reparations Panel approves payments of up to $1.2 million to every black resident. The California Reparations Task Force formally recommended that the state offer payments of up to $1.2 million for every qualifying black resident. The task force held a public meeting in Oakland, California on Saturday and voted in the final set of recommendations to be sent to the state legislators. The nine-member panel called on the state to offer its black residents a formal apology in addition to the payments. So, so that's it. Problem solved, folks. Problem solved. You know, a state that never had slaves is going to take money from people who never owned slaves and get, give it to people who never were slaves. And now the black community will never have any issues ever again. And the liberal activist will no longer make ridiculous, impossible demands because they're satisfied now because they got the money they were after. Kidding, of course. This is just the beginning. Meanwhile, we'll talk a lot about this story later. And in fact, we are in contact with some of the family members and we we're going to get some uh, – first-person insight into this, but the story is disturbing and yet illustrative of what's going on throughout this country. Parents of Texas first grader sexually assaulted by students not told for over a week. More than 100 people showed up to protest at a Plainview, Texas elementary school after a six-year-old girl was allegedly forced into sex acts by classmates on April 19th. According to a report from Everything Lubbock, the parents of the victim said the school never informed them of the incident. Again, we'll get very into this. The latest is that the school district has actually closed down. They're not in school today. They closed down the entire school, they claim, because of threats of violence. Now, when the little girl was sexually assaulted they didn't tell the parents and they didn't call the cops about it but then when the parents found out and wanted to protest saying why did you not tell me this happened to my child well then they called the fbi and dps and called them terrorists and shut down the school under threats of violence which don't exist we'll be right back folks the dynamic duo is finally back in stock i gotta say batman is the triiodine x3 and robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me if I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. One is 40% off. The other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock, sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com, and I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3, Ultimate Krill Oil, back in stock, InfoWarsTore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. This is American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. As we're going to delve into the reality of what has happened over the weekend in Texas 
in over the last week, really, as we can include, I think, the massacre in Cleveland, Texas, in this trend where you have Latino, Hispanic killers seemingly murdering random other Latinos, and it's all it's all very strange. Of course, if you go to the mainstream media, every single headline that you see touts the supposed, the alleged white supremacy connections with the shooter in Allen, Texas. Now, the shooter in Allen, Texas was killed on the scene. The shooter, or not the shooter, but the SUV driver in Brownsville that ran over 20 or 30 people, killed seven, injured 11. He was arrested at the scene, and as, an, as I understand it now, is still in custody. He's actually in the hospital. All of this, of course, just on the forefront of the expiration of Title 42, and we'll, we'll get to that in some of the uh, wider angle view in terms of what's going to happen in the next three days when Title 42 is actually ended once and for all and the floodgates of the border well and truly open. And it can get a little bit confusing because we are going to be talking about both of these stories. We'll try to make it clear you know, what we're talking about in each one. But one very interesting similarity between these two is that both of these killers, the SUV driver in Brownsville and the shooter in Allen, Texas, both have what appear to be gang-affiliated tattoos. Now, a lot of this information is being posted on Twitter, and we're having to pull it down as quickly as possible as these tweets are disappearing at an incredibly rapid rate. So what you just saw was there sitting in the hospital bed, the driver of the SUV in Brownsville. You see he is, of course, covered in uh, tattoos, some of which seem to correspond to a gang known as Tango Blast. And we'll get into exactly what, what that even is. This is the shooter in McAllen, Texas, you can see the tattoo on the back of his hand here is a city of Dallas symbol. And again, if you look, I mean, it's the exact tattoo. Other people had various versions of this, but I think this is the correctly identified one, city of Dallas. This is from the Twitter account, uh, Balcones Roofing. Alan Shooter was 100% a Hispanic Tango Blast gang member. They're notorious for using Texas sports teams and local municipality logos to indicate their territory. This is 100% the city of Dallas tattooed on his hand. He says there's no accidents and there's no coincidences. The information that we're receiving here at InfoWars is that this is a planned acceleration and wave of terror attacks that's only just beginning and is being carried out either at the behest of or by the orders of the most powerful gang cartels, which, you know, when you talk about the cartels, what you're talking about is the the international black market, the, the things that go on in the shadows. And whether it's the cartel or the CIA, whether it's the mafia or the FBI, I mean all of these people operate in the shadows and pat each other on the back. They're all working with each other, and of course this goes to advance both of their 
agendas. As, of course, every headline tells you this is a white supremacist did this, right? Sure, he's a Mexican, potentially a gang member. He's a Hispanic guy. He's not white. He's covered in tattoos. But hey, maybe he's a Nazi too. But we'll get into you know why they're saying that, what evidence they have for that, and why you can feel comfortable taking that entire concept with a big old cup full of salt. Forget a grain of salt. Forget a pinch of salt. This is raining salt at this point. And so you see tattoos in both the Allen shooter and the Brownsville SUV driver that both seem to show affiliations with this same gang. And here you see the tattoos on the belly of the driver. RGV stands for Rio Grande Valley, and he's got the 956 area code, which is one of the ways that the Tango Blast gang, and it's, it's really not even a gang. I'll tell you about Tango Blast here in a second. It's hard not to – it's a strange name, Tango Blast. Of course, the obvious joke is that it's uh, – I don't know, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Like, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird name, and it's a weird gang. From Dallas Morn- Morning News, Tango Blast's loose affiliation rules tattoo look draws ex-cons and kids alike. Again, this is from uh, Dallas Morning News. This was actually published in 2008, so this has been around for a while. And here, again, you see another tattoo using the area code for Dallas 214 as a signifier with Tango Blast, the star D-Town, meaning Dallas. So this is less like a typical cartel or even a typical prison gang in that it has little to no structure at all. It says they tattoo themselves with Dallas Cowboy stars in the area code 214. They proudly proclaim D-Town and brag about their hometown affiliations on MySpace and YouTube. Again, this article is from... 2008 shows you how long this has been around the tango blast a violent drug dealing gang born in the texas prison system is growing in popularity and could change the dallas landscape because it rejects old old notions of prison gang exclusivity and lifelong commitments authorities say the trendy look and loose rules of the tango blast are proving irresistible to kids Tangos can maintain affiliations with gangs they joined outside of prison, a hybrid approach to membership that allows them to plant tentacles in many of Dallas's established Hispanic neighborhood gangs. So it's strange. It's almost like – well, this guy says it's almost like a bandwagon effect, but essentially it's it's a supra gang, right? It's a gang above the other gangs or interweaved with the other gangs. So you may – be a member of a Hispanic gang, gang in your neighborhood, and you, you're still a member of that gang. You're just also a member of Tango Blast. So it's like a organization that's over the other gangs. And of course, as we pointed out, this is in 2008 that that was written. So for the last at least two decades, this gang has been uh, building up power. They say the membership is somewhere between 17,000 and 19,000. This is just from the Wikipedia article. 
the full name of it is Puro Tango Blast or just Tango Blast. It's a term used to collectively describe various regionally based street and prison gangs of generally Hispanic men from major Texas cities. Incarcerated Hispanic men from major Texas cities, including Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin, have banded together for protection from established security threat groups like Mexicanemi and Texas Syndicate. Each regional group is individually called a tango. These tangos began forming in the 1980s and may have roots as far back as the 1970s. The term tango blast in actuality does not refer to a separate group. Rather, it refers to the idea that a particular tango member is more criminally active than others. Some tango members say that tango is an acronym for Together Against Negative Gang Organization. However, tango originally meant something like hometown click. Your homeboys, in other words. Although often referred to as a prison gang, tango blast is different from traditional prison gangs lacking the typical strict hierarchy of those organizations. The DPS classifies Tango Blast as a loose affiliation gang with relaxed membership requirements and little to no detectable leadership hierarchy, which of course would make it more difficult to break apart into combat in traditional law enforcement methods as gang investigations tend to do like you see in mafia movies where they get the lower level guys to become informants to go after the higher level guys but if there are no lower or higher level guys and it's just a whole bunch of people acting on their own becomes a, a lot bigger deal we'll get into it more on the other side stay with us ladies and gentlemen the truth the solution is laying right there in front of you hidden in plain view please listen to me in the next 60 seconds if you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
folks. We're going to continue to talk about the mass murders that occurred over the weekend here in Texas. We'll talk about some of the way that the media is covering it in this segment. Later in the show, we are going to open your calls for the second hour. Take your calls about all of these topics. There were also major protests in New York City over the weekend after the killing of the deranged homeless man by bystanders who were attempting to uh, restrain him, resulting in his accidental death. Uh, Massive, massive protest, violent arrests that took place, just uh, absolute chaos in New York. We'll, We'll get into that a little bit as well. We'll get into what's happening with Title 42 as the border absolutely collapses, and we'll get into some other international stories, including the welcoming of Syria back into the Arab League after something like 12 years of expulsion. We'll also be hearing from Patty in Boston, who was a witness that uh, testified during the Proud Boys trial about Again, more follow-up to the Proud Boys trial as more information about that is coming out, including jurors giving interviews where they explain just how corrupt the entire process was. So we'll get to all of that, and we'll spend as much time as possible on another story that we haven't really mentioned yet. We mentioned it during the Daily Dispatch, but it's really something else. It's parents of Texas first graders who was sexually assaulted by students were not told for over a week. And this is a really heartbreaking and horrendous saga that goes to illustrate sort of what type of country we're becoming. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later. But sticking with the story of these mass, the mass shooting that took place in Allen, Texas, as well as the car attack took place. In Brownsville, again, the interesting thing connecting both of these events, it's not the the weapon that was used, of course. It's not the location it was in, except they're all in Texas, but about as far away from each other as you can get in Texas, one in the far north, one in the deep, deep south of the state. But it's the fact that both of these killers, both of these mass murderers, appear to have – well, they're – both Latino, they're both Hispanic, and they both appear to have tattoos that indicate gang affiliations, both of them associated with the Puro Tango gang, which is a loose affiliation organization that doesn't exactly have hierarchy or any of the other strictures that most street gangs have and most Mexican cartels have, but they do operate in Texas prisons, and they cooperate with cartels. This could be just the beginning as we could see more and more of these types of attacks moving forward as it appears as though the gang cartels are working hand-in-hand with the American government to progress the blood libel that uh, white supremacy is the number one threat in this country as every single mainstream media headline is leading with the tenuous, unproven claims of so-called white supremacy from this non-white gang member. I mean, when you look back at the mass shooting that we had just a couple weeks ago with a transgender 
individual who wrote a manifesto, was clearly politically motivated and went to a Christian school to kill the very people that had attempted to try to tell him slash her that transgenderism is not a healthy lifestyle and your mental illness will not be cured by bodily mutilation. Something that's not focused on as much from that story. One of the little children she killed was the daughter of either an employee of the school or an employee of the church that had counseled with the shooter. So clearly political, clearly motivated by ideology, wrote a manifesto. All of that has been swept under the rug. They claimed they were going to release the manifesto. hasn't been released yet. Why not? Because the mainstream media in the judicial system and the government has a vested interest in downplaying violence when it comes from people they support, whether it's the illegal immigrants or the transgender radicals or Antifa or Black Lives Matter, downplaying that and massively upplaying the, again, very tenuous, as of yet unproven, so far just rumors of white supremacy affiliations from this non-white shooter in Allen, Texas. So again, the gang is called Puro Tango Blast. And as far back as April 2014, the Texas gang assessment produced by the uh, Department of Public Safety uh, has not only had these people on their radar, but also talked about the affiliation that Tango Blast, which they call a tier one gang, say Tango Blast and Tango Clicks, Texas Syndicate, Texas Mexican Mexican Mafia, Barrio Azteca. These organizations pose pose the greatest gang threat to Texas due to their relationships with Mexican cartels, large membership numbers, high level of transnational criminal activity, and organizational effectiveness. So again, this is the Texas gang assessment from the Texas Department of Public Safety all the way back in 2014. As even then, the Mexican cartels were wielding influence in domestic Texas gangs. But I want to show you some of the headlines that you'll see if you're just a a casual mainstream media viewer right now. In fact, if you just – it was this case this morning. Let's see if it's this case again. We'll just – we'll check it live on Google News. Uh, The top story, what we know about uh, Mauricio Garcias, the Texas mall massacre suspect – uh, Dallas mall shooter, who was Mar- uh, Mauricio Garcias, community mourns. So originally, and then of course you have the uh, Brownsville migrant shelter attack. When I went to this this morning, the number one uh, headline was from the Independent. And every single headline mentioned his affiliation with neo-Nazi groups. I guarantee you if we go to these headlines, you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't think I'll be supporting you, NBC. Thank you, but no thank you. There in the first paragraph, in the first sentence, the gunman who killed at least eight people and wounded half dozen more at a Dallas area outlet mall was 33-year-old suspected neo-Nazi sympathizer. Two senior law enforcement officials said Sunday. Allen police on Sunday identified the shooter as Mauricio Garcias, classical Nazi name if you ask me. Garcia was killed Saturday by a police officer who happened to be in the Allen Premium Outlet, just about 25 miles north of Dallas. 
the gunman who lived in Dallas was armed with an AR-15 style assault weapon. He was wearing a tactical vest and also had a handgun, one of the senior law enforcement officials said. Now, another interesting thing about this is they have mentioned that the gunman, the shooter, worked as a security guard from 2016 to 2022. I have not – or 2020 rather, 2020. I've not seen information that he was employed since then. However, he falls into category of mass shooters that we've seen a lot of recently that apparently have no job, apparently have no income source, are living with their parents, and yet can afford thousands and thousands of dollars in guns, ammo, and tactical gear. Might want to ask questions as to where he got that. He was apparently staying in a motel near where this shooting happened. Again, I've not been able to see any information as to how he was paying for that. But he had been living with his parents prior to, I guess, moving to that hotel. Get information about this is uh, fairly light at this point, which is why we need to talk about it and why we need to get into it. Because for the average news consumer out there, all they're going to see are the headlines. All they're going to see are the highlights, right? As they go about their day, they're busy. They've got families and work to deal with. They flip open their phone to, to check the news, and what they see blaring at them is neo-Nazi sympathizer, neo-Nazi white supremacist shooter. When in reality, the guy wasn't even white. The claims that he was a neo-Nazi are, are just unnamed claims from sources. They don't even mention how they would have this information. They claim there were posts on his social media, and they say things like, uh, his social media account reveal posts that include racially or ethnically motivated violent extremist rhetoric, including neo-Nazi material and material espousing white supremacy, two senior law enforcement officials said. So that's the totality of the proof they have for it. Which even if you – I mean it, literally it just makes no sense at all. But you can also just keep in mind what these people consider neo-Nazi sympathy or you know racialized posts literally be nothing we'll dig in more on the other side first we're going to go to a, uh, a little pitch from alex jones but first nobody rides for free we can't stay on air we can't pay for the massive servers we can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support and i want to hire more reporters i want to send them around the country and the world again i don't want to just stay on air which we've stabilized or able to do right now i want to be able to expand so i want to thank you all for keeping us on air i want to thank you for your prayers your word of mouth it's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Broth, sold out for over two years. Just going to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. I want to talk to you about something right now that can and will change your life. It's changed my life and millions of other people's lives. In fact, billions. Some for the better, some for the worse. And I'm talking about iodine deficiency. Now, this is a very complex issue. But in the next few minutes, I want to try to boil it down for you. I have Wikipedia right here with links to the UN itself admitting 
that over 2 million people have intellectual disability, lower IQs, psychological problems, neurological issues because of lack of iodine, particularly when they're developing and growing as children, but also throughout life. Now, most iodine that's in food is bound to other elements, so your body cannot absorb it. Atomic iodine is pure deep earth crystal iodine. And until we started selling it about 12 years ago, nobody else in the world was doing that. There are other types of iodine that are not pure atomic, that are very close to it, that are also good for the body and help with the absorption of regular atomic or nascent iodine. That's why with top researchers, we developed X3 that has a deep earth crystal iodine and two other types of iodine in it as well for better absorption. And it's been sold out for many, many months, but now we got a big shipment of it in to InfoWarsTore.com right now, and it's 25% off. So I want to encourage everybody to go to the encyclopedia, to go to medical literature, go wherever you want. Wikipedia is not always accurate, but you can check the bibliography here, the links. This, this is an accurate report right here from the UN, from major studies, you name it, about iodine deficiency being the number one cause worldwide of what they call intellectual disability. And if you look here on page two, it says, while reporting recent progress towards overcoming iodine deficiency disorders worldwide, the Lancet Medical Journal noted that the World Health Organization in 2007, nearly 2 billion individuals had insufficient iodine intake, a third being school age. And it goes on, the conclusion was made that the single most preventable case of intellectual disability is that of iodine deficiency. The single biggest reason people are so dumb and IQs worldwide are dropping like a lead balloon is iodine deficiency. Now, there was massive IQ dropping and massive deformities in the 20s and 30s. So the U.S. government, as well as other governments, said, by law, we're going to put it in the salt and we're going to encourage bakeries and, and, and companies that sell flour to put some iodine in it. IQs exploded up to 15 points on average in just a few years. Then in the 80s, they took it out. And in this own report from Wikipedia, they admit that they put in things that counter the iodine, like bromide, bromine, and other things, instead of the iodine that you need when the other chemicals are toxic. This is absolutely insane. So ladies and gentlemen, get X3 back in stock. Consult your physician before you use it because if you already have thyroid issues, there could be some issues. But find out about the power of triiodine in your body. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, read about it, consult your physician or healthcare provider, and then get a bottle of it. It usually takes, when you're deficient, about two weeks for you to feel the effects. After about two weeks on average, you'll feel a little bit groggy and weird for a few days. And then all of a sudden, boom, you feel younger, you feel stronger. Things just for your skin, your body, your libido, your energy, your electrochemical activities in your brain is simply incredible. So it's finally back in stock. X3, InfoWarsStore.com. Stock up on it because I don't know when we're going to be able to have it again. And your purchase of X3 funds our operation. And while you're there, get other great products that are so good for your brain and your cells and your nerves like our ultimate krill oil and, of course, our 10-hour clean, powerful energy and that is TurboForce. Infowarstore.com, X3, back in stock. We hope to have it in the future, but it's been sold out for more than six months. It's very hard to produce it. 
but it is now available to you and your family yet again. Experience the power of triiodine. Do your research and then make the decision now. We have the best iodine out there, the highest quality iodine out there. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com today and get your X3. If you make one decision with supplementation out there, it should be with products like X3. There's nothing else like this, ladies and gentlemen. It's waiting for you exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888 the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. We're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines now. Give us a call about whatever you want. I imagine we'll get a lot of calls about this massive Mass murders that took place over the weekend. The number to dial is one 789 2539 It's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now here on American Journal. This is the type of headline that normies are reading these days. Allen Mall shooting live. Texas outlet worker died saving shoppers from white supremacist gunmen. So remember, when it's, when it's white supremacy, there's no evidence necessary. The media is ready and willing to run with this, insinuating, really claiming, not that this is something that may have occurred, not that he may have had ties to some sort of white supremacy organization, as, as bizarre as that seems, considering that the guy wasn't white and has gang tattoos. I mean, and we'll tell you, you know, some of the reasons they say he's – they claim that he might be white supremacist. But, you know, all of that nuance gets thrown out of the window, and they just write he was a white supremacist, white supremacist killer. The killing was motivated by, by white supremacy, and he is a white supremacist because, of course, they've been telling us for the last two years that white people are the biggest threat in this country. And unfortunately for them, they haven't had the evidence to back that claim up. Even remotely, it's a blood libel against white people, suggesting that if you aren't totally okay with and actually gleefully in favor of anti-white policies, then you are a white supremacist. You are therefore a domestic terrorist. Even if the claims that are made about you, even if your actions are motivated by something as sincere as like your own child being forced to do things at school – you're mad about that. Well, now you're a domestic terror suspect. Even if it's something just like praying outside of an abortion clinic, it doesn't matter. You're now a white supremacist because it's Christian nationalism and it's white supremacy that are the biggest threats because they say so. Not because there's evidence to that effect. Not because they have any proof of attacks being carried out or even planned by white supremacist groups. But they will take the most tenuous connection they can find, like in this case – and then blasted across the headline, white supremacist mass murderer stopped by police. So again, this is the type of headline that, that you're getting across the uh, 
internet right now. Alan Mall shoot, uh, shooting, Texas outlet worker died, saving shoppers from white supremacist gunmen. Now they say investigators, and again, so it's not even like the shooting is the head story. The head story is the white supremacist claims, despite the fact that they're totally unproven and they don't even offer evidence as to why this would be, except for, I guess they claim, and again, we're not seeing any pictures of this. I've yet to see the, so the, the patch. Right? He has a patch on his chest that said uh, RWDS right-wing death squad. Now, if you had somebody wearing a right-wing death squad patch going in, you know, if this was like the New Zealand shooter going in and shooting up a mosque with a manifesto talking about how Muslims were replacing white people and how we had to fight back against that as white people, like, then you say, okay, this all fits together. But when you have a Hispanic guy who's family and neighbors need translators to talk to the FBI because none of them speak English and he's got gang tattoos and he's wearing a and he goes to a mall to shoot white people so far the only two victims that I've been able to find identified are a white man and a Indian girl so is this is this in line with so a Mexican guy shoots white people at a mall and that makes him a white supremacist. Investigators in Texas are looking into possible neo-Nazi and white supremacist beliefs. He possible. Looking into possible. That's not what the headline says. The headline says white supremacist gunmen. And again, it's like, the, you know, the point of all of this is the media has a political agenda that they are very desperate to try to achieve. That's largely the disenfranchisement of ethnically European people. And they're desperate to cling on to anything that might give them an excuse for this you know, genocidal attitude they have. And they're willing to bend whatever facts they might have to fit it, which is extremely dangerous if – and it seems like in this case it is uh, – not white supremacy that inspired this attack or these attacks but rather has to do with the open border policies that are being implemented and in three days will be accelerated to a level that is, is hard to comprehend as hundreds of thousands of people wait just south of the border for that green light to come overwhelm our, our resources. So they're misinforming the American people to keep them blind to an actual threat to safety and peace in this country while highlighting and, and propping up a non-existent threat in order to pass legislation that's not even intended to address the supposed threat that they're fabricating, but rather is anti-free speech, anti-gun, anti-all of the foundational beliefs that America was first created and later thrived upon. So again, they're opening the border. They're defunding the police. They're flooding the streets with drug-addled homeless criminals. They're planting in DAs that refuse to prosecute crimes and put criminals behind bars for an appropriate amount of time. They're making innocent people and unassociated people victims of these attacks. And then they're telling you because of all of these attacks, now you have to give up your gun and you have to have your free speech limited, if not outright, destroyed totally. Mauricio Garcia, 
33, was identified as the shooter who drove to the Allen Premium Outlets on Sunday after uh, Saturday afternoon rather and opened fire on innocent shoppers with an AR-15 style rifle. Eight people, including a heroic store associate who saved 12 people by hiding them in a storage room, died in the attack before the gunman was shot dead by a law enforcement officer. The motive for the attack remains unknown, but the gunman was wearing a patch reading RWDS, standing for a right-wing death squad, as he carried out the rampage. Again, if this guy was showing up to a, you know, a drag show for kids and shooting people, if this guy was showing up to you know, a Planned Parenthood place and, and shooting that— then maybe there would be some continuity between the right-wing death squad concept and his actions. But when you have a guy showing up to a mall randomly and shooting a bunch of white people, I'm not sure his patch matters that much. But then again, if this were to be an orchestrated, you know, false, quite literally a false flag attack, then this is exactly what you do. I mean, the patch in this case would be the flag, right? You commit a crime under your enemy's flag in order to frame them for it. Well, that's what you would do if you were trying to create conflict and chaos as the Mexican cartels or as the intelligence agencies who have routinely told us over the last several years that white supremacists are the number one threat. Very convenient for them to have you carry out that attack while wearing the flag of the people that you've been claiming are the terrorists the whole time. So again, he's got a, a patch that says right-wing death squad or RWDS. I, I haven't seen pictures of that yet. But they also, again, make sort of uh, vague claims where they say a preliminary review of what is believed to be the shooter's social media accounts reveal hundreds of posts that include racially or ethnically motivated violent extremist rhetoric, including neo-Nazi material and material espousing white supremacy, two senior law enforcement officials said. And I would point out when you're dealing with a establishment that uses language so selectively and, and dishonestly, you have to take all that for a grain of salt. I mean, if I post a picture of George Washington, they'll call it white supremacy, neo-Nazi rhetoric. So what was this guy actually posting, and does it really deserve to be called white supremacist? They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot, because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of president trump the shirt is being printed now in texas it'll be shipping out to you in one week political prisoner with trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background it's a fundraiser shirt it says infowars.com on the back of the shirt we also have alex jones for president no i'm not running for president it's a really nice navy blue high quality shirt red white and blue alex jones for president 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you. 
No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. for, you know, which was rigged, 100% it was rigged by the secret societies. Why did the Lord allow it? He is, I want America to hear this, the people of America which I love, which I love, which I love, and I pray for. The Lord allowed Biden to be your president to send a very powerful message to all of you, our beloved people of America. The Lord is saying, just like Biden forgets his name, you, my people, have forgotten my name. I, the Lord. America, in recent years, they've drifted so far and away from Christ. It is not a joke. America is on the verge of collapse. But Trump will win 2024 election no matter who tries to stop it. Trump will win it. Jesus is bringing Trump back. Because he still has time with the world. He wants to bring more people of the world. Because the door will be closed soon. And he wants to refurbish his church because his church has gone so far away from him. The church has lost a plot. Church leaders are not working for Christ. They are working for Satan. Fact check true. All of it, all of that, 100% true, it turns out. Isn't that crazy? In that wild, powerful video that went viral over the weekend, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. We still have so much to talk about. We're almost halfway through the show today. We'll be joined by Patty from Boston in the next segment to talk about his experience as a witness in the Proud of Boys trial. And we'll also be talking about some of the new information that's come out about the Proud Boys trial, including an interview from a juror. Seems to me to provide fertile ground for a mistrial so we'll talk about that in just a little bit we'll take your calls this segment about the cartel terror attack attacks i should say as that is the more i look into it the more it does seem like an accurate portrayal of what's going on again the, the headlines that people are seeing the 
insinuations that are being implanted in people's subconscious even though there's been no you know forthright showing of evidence to these claims things like this texas outlet worker died saving shoppers from white supremacist gunmen texas mass shooter posted neo-nazi content fbi document reveals it's from the rolling stone of course is routinely wrong about this sort of stuff but doesn't slow down their eagerness to get the headlines what is right-wing death squad gunman mauricio garcia's patch explained And they actually try to loop in the Proud Boys with this. Proud, former Proud Boys member Jeremy Bertino was wearing a similar patch, apparently, in a picture. Bertino gave evidence for the prosecution of the seditious conspiracy case against Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario and four others. So again, this is being weaponized politically. Say one of the white, one of the uh, Proud Boys who led, who pled guilty to seditious conspiracy, wore the RWDS right wing death squad patch that was found on the Allen Texas shooter. It's common among Proud Boys to wear it. Oh, charge them with murder, then. I mean, why not? They have just as much to do with what happened in Allen Texas. They did to do with the protest that got out of control in D.C. on the sixth of January. Why not Char- charge them for that too? See, it all ties in together to try to portray just anybody who cares about America, anybody who's actually a a patriot and doesn't like seeing their country subsumed in the chaos and degeneracy of left-wing radicalism, painting all of them as some sort of violent extremist who are responsible by association for mass murders carried out by Hispanic gang members. So it does seem increasingly uh, likely that all is not as it seems could very well be a false light. I mean, and the thing is, we know that the trans – okay, so you've got got, like all these mass shootings that have occurred recently. Now, the ones that have gotten big media attention, they claim like the president's statement on this where, of course, he targets the guns and goes after the guns. It's kind of hard to do that when one of the other things that happened this weekend was just as many people were killed and more injured by a car being used as a weapon in the hands of somebody with the exact same gang affiliation tattoos as the, the shooter now in Texas. But in the statement that they made, these you know, references 200 mass shootings. Now, what he doesn't mention is that like out of those 200, like 195 of those are – Black shooters shooting at other black gangs and catching, you know, innocents in the crossfire. A massive uptick in this type of activity by illegal gun owners wouldn't be affected by any new gun laws, but have been given a green light to commit violence and get away with it by DAs who at this point are prosecuting less than half of the murders that occur in this country. They don't mention those stats. They just mention the 200 mass shootings because that's useful to to them politically but if you look at the ones that have gotten a lot of attention the random like truly what you would consider a mass shooting if you were talking about it in casual conversation right when you say mass uh, you know mass shooting you're thinking of a columbine style massacre of innocence by a mentally ill psychopath who just wants to kill people to get famous or do something like that 
you're not thinking like, you know, two gangs are shooting up a Wendy's and hit like 14 people because they're just closing their eyes and, and spraying. So when you look at the ones that are would be traditionally considered mass shootings in that style, you've got the transgender shooter who shot up a Catholic school. Not one word about from the mainstream media about her motivation, her manifesto. The manifesto hasn't even, even been released yet. All that stuff gets hidden. Then you've got the shooting in Louisville, Kentucky, where it was a leftist who literally posted a video of him doing this saying they're not listening. Maybe they'll listen now. In other words, we should ban, he thought we should ban guns and wanted to prove how dangerous guns were by using them on his fellow bank employees and you know, other innocent people. And so you've got this type of mindset, type of like transgender radical extremist who's given cover, who after they commit a mass murder, killing children, the White House comes out and says the trans community is under attack and they're so brave and powerful. And we respect them and must listen to them more. Or you've got the guy, the Louisville shooter, wanted to get rid of guns. So what they're doing is they're projecting to their radicalized extremist violent adherence all you got to do is put a patch on all you got to do is put a pat put a false flag put a patch and we'll run with it we'll run with that story we'll tell everybody that you were a white supremacist you can go out and kill people and then we the media will pick up the torch we'll pick up that baton from you and carry it on the relay as we tell everybody without any question without any waffling we'll say this was a white supremacist attack and we'll help you progress your political agenda is decentralized false flags taking place going on across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're going to go out to your calls. First, we'll take a call from Patty from Boston. We, we have him on the line. All right, Patty from Boston. Uh, you know him well. He's a regular call uh, caller of this uh, program, but we have him on Skype today. Uh, because this isn't a normal call, we're talking about the Proud Boys trial that took place. Patty was actually a witness in that trial and, of course, friends with some of the convicted, including Joe Biggs and Enrique Tarrio. Uh, thanks for calling in, Patty. Yeah. So, um, Go ahead. 
It's interesting, uh, Harrison, I, that you know we're uh, we're talking about this incredibly nonsensical call, um, uh, that nonsensical uh, you know obsession with the with the right wing that um, has uh, just destroyed you know uh, th- th- these guys. Um, I can't I can't possibly you know describe how angry I am, how pissed off I am at the, um, at, at the jurors who, who have decided to put these guys in jail for 20 years. I mean, how, how, how exactly do you do that? You know, it's, it's, um, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. And of course, you know, for, for the people that watch this show regularly know that you and I, we sometimes spar. Sometimes we're on the we're on the same page. You consider yourself a liberal or a leftist, but sure. here it's like it's beyond the pale what they're doing. And it doesn't matter what yeah. side of the political spectrum that you're on. It should outrage and maybe terrify you that the American government can do this type of thing to people. I mean, send them away for twenty to fifty years. I mean, you talk about you know the the Fifth Amendment and you know the the punishment fitting the crime. Enrique Tarrio wasn't even in the, in the city on January 6th. Yeah, he's in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right. in jail, and they say that – and they, they charged them with cons- seditious conspiracy, and then the judge instructed the jury saying right. even if there was no plan, even if there was no communication, you can still find them guilty of conspiracy. I mean if – Imagine if, this, right? right. So, so, so like imagine this. You can actually be considered like a, a conspiracist. You can actually get convicted of conspiracy theory, like, you know, having not actually said anything about a conspiracy. Right. No, they, they, they called it an that, unspoken I'm conspiracy. <laughs> that, that is absolutely bonkers. Like you, you, you can, hey, I can decide that how much of a low bar is that? You know what I mean? Like you, you cannot possibly be convicted of a 20 year offense for hat for having like you know been you know uh, a, a part of a conspiracy that you can't prove the government decided that we don't have to prove it we just have to prove that these guys suck right and here's what happened they put 30 minutes or you know uh, an hour and 30 minutes of these guys saying pretty you know, horrible things, right? You know, uh, on, you know, whatever, on a Zoom meeting, right? right? So they're going to say, okay, because you guys think these these guys suck, a DC jury, we're going to say, you think these guys suck. Uh, they deserve to go to jail for 20 years. Pretty much. Is that fair to you? It's not fair to me. No, it's- I mean, that's ridiculous. It's it's completely unfair. Now some of the jurors are actually giving you know interviews to Vice where they talk about what led their to their decision, and we'll get into that. But you actually were a witness for the defense. Uh, tell us what was that experience like, and what did you testify to? Like, why did you think it was important for you to go and you know put yourself on the line, put yourself out there to be a witness in favor of Joe Biggs and others? Well, why? What did you say, and why did you feel like it was important for you to say that? Well, first of all, I think it was important to uh, to testify for Joe because Joe's a good guy. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a, a veteran. 
He's somebody who who did a lot for this country, and uh, and I respect the the hell out of him. And um, so that that's one of the reasons that I wanted to, you know, go down to D.C., spend seven hours, like get getting on a train to go, you know, uh, you know, testify for these guys. Now, the 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 other part is that. Well, well wait, let me. You know, because we all we all agree with you that that Joby's like that, but. What what was it about you? Why were you in a position to actually be a witness? I mean, you were there on the day. Can well, you tell because us about I, that? I shot photographs all day. Right. You know, uh, you know, during that day, and I, I saw what these guys did, and I know for a fact, a fact, that these guys did not conspire to actually, you know, uh, you know, overthrow the 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 government that day. I know it. So you actually were there that day talking to them with them the entire day. And you're like, these guys had yes. no plan whatsoever. We were eating tacos. We were, you know, wandering around. They heard about the breach. They were like, let's go over there. I mean, so I, I think that's important for people to understand that you were there with them that day. You don't agree with them politically, but you want, you know who these guys are and you were with them. But and that doesn't matter, Harrison. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't matter to anybody and it should not have mattered to the jury. You know, yeah. we we were all there that day and people had different political opinions, but that doesn't matter because what we were there to do was was to give our our opinion and say what we had to say. And I was there to take photographs. And I, I just don't think that it matters. And this is the problem. The government, they they put out a whole bunch of video that that showed these guys to say things that are that are offensive. OK, fine. They're offensive. That's not important as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? But what is important, did they do something? Did they actually say, we want to conspire to the, the you know, to overthrow the American government? They did not. They did not do that. You know what I mean? And that's what they got convicted of. And I, I will say to my dying breath that they didn't do that, man. They did not do that. They do not deserve to be convicted convicted of that it's ridiculous and we were talking we were talking about this uh over the weekend and uh, you know we're on the same page where it's like look if if one of them punched a cop in the face charge him with punching a cop in the face i mean sure you know uh, sure. let the punishment fit sure. the crime you, you you think these guys yeah. did something they were rioting they were misbehaving you gotta throw you know by law you gotta throw them in jail for a year but or seditious two conspiracy but see, right seditious conspiracy that for is decades. an absurdity decades these these guys could go to jail now the as you're pointing out i mean they didn't have any text messages or information showing that they had conspired to do this sort of thing but interestingly and i don't know if you've read this have you read the juror in vice magazine or vice news which by the way is being bought by george soros so so rest assured folks vice will continue to be, to be pumping out utter flaming trash in into the near future but have you had a chance to look into what the juror said about the way that the jury made their decision? Yeah, I did. And and this is something I knew was going to happen. Right. So and this is what I want. I really want people to understand. So people cannot unhear like horrible stuff. Right. So if I if I if you commit a crime, I cannot unhear 
stuff that you said before that, right? Mm -hmm. So what the government did was they said, hey, these guys are scumbags because they said a whole bunch of racist stuff and, and all this business. And so therefore they must be guilty. But that's not what we're at issue here. What we're what's at issue is did they commit the crime? Right. And I don't think they committed the crime. I, as a matter of fact, I know they did not commit the crime. Right. Well, so and I'll, and I'll, I'll, is, I'll, add, I'll add something. So, I'll add something to that. The uh, barrier of proof in U.S. jurisdiction, everybody knows this beyond a reasonable doubt has to be beyond a reasonable doubt that this thing occurred. Not only was the commission of this crime not proven, it was in no way proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And I'll read you some of the experts from one of the jury members who admits that they didn't have proof, but the absence of proof they decided to convict on. It's crazy, but it's true. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. We're joined by Patty from Boston. Patty, how can people uh, find you, follow you? What's your, what's your social media if people want to follow you? Oh, it's a uh, base pill pod at, at, um, uh, Twitter. Base you know, pill thankfully pod. they, they let me back on. Uh, I've been banned, you know, uh, several times. So, you know, people get, people get so mad at me for, uh, letting you on the show. They don't like you because, but I don't, I don't want to run right. a, um, echo chamber here. And I understand that you consider yourself liberal or left wing, which I think is ironic since you agree with us on almost everything, but we'll let you have your, your little labels that you want. But I think it's important to have you on because at the end of the day, what we're trying to 
establish here is the core common foundational beliefs that all Americans should have because then we can have disagreements. Then we can have you know little uh, arguments over eh, should we do it this way? Should we do it this way? We can have these disagreements and still be friends and countrymen together because we understand the foundational values that created this country in the first place and that we all adhere to. And you and I agree on those things, which include trials that are fair, the ability to speak freely, even when those in power don't want you to speak freely. And of course, you're, you're a veteran, you're a patriot, and I, I don't think anybody questioning you on that has any ground to stand on. So uh, you know, I, I, I welcome you to the show, and I think it's important since you have been such a powerful voice for the Proud Boys uh, recently. And you know, on your social media, as well as, of course, in person at the trial as a witness telling what you saw. You're like, I was there. There was no conspiracy. And the jury decided that they knew better than you. Uh, so I, I want to get into some of what the jury said in, in Vice magazine and just get your response to this. They ask, how quickly was the jury convinced on the seditious conspiracy charges? And they say this woman who's a 63 year old retired lady on the jury, D.C., uh, citizen. She said, first of all, we had to establish that there was a conspiracy and that it was a seditious conspiracy because that involved the use of force, not to overthrow the government, but to interfere with the government by use of force. So they follow up. What evidence convinced you that the Proud Boys had entered into a seditious conspiracy? And they say, and and, I mean, this is the craziest response. She says, it was all the chatter, all the chats, parlor, telegram, those telegram text messages back and forth, not just the chats, but also private texts. I think that's what it boiled down to, what they had to say prior to January 6th and the fact they wanted to do so much in secret. And that's why the government couldn't present too much of the evidence that they had already deleted because it was unrecoverable. So they so they didn't they definitely didn't want people to know they didn't want everybody to know the plan the proud boys because then i guess it would have gotten out and they didn't want it to get out so she is literally saying that the absence of evidence was to her evidence there was no there were no text messages but she said well they deleted them so therefore they must have been bad so we're going to convict on the fact that there are no messages and that the government cannot provide us messages that to her was proof of guilt have you ever heard anything like yeah, this the absence of a conspiracy is the evidence of a conspiracy that's that's absurd that that is ridiculous that is completely stupid. I just don't know how to even respond to that. I mean, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> like you just laid out the case for why I spent seven hours, you know, go, going down to D.C. and and arguing, arguing that nonsense. I mean, I just like I, I Harrison, I, I I seriously don't even know what to say to that. It's just, it's just it's it's bonkers. Like well, it, it, it's, it's silliness and, uh, damn. No, I, I, I hate to tell you this. It gets worse. The next question they're asked is, did it matter that there were significant amounts of messages deleted? She says that factored in for me. It showed an absence of evidence of standing down. No one says, no, don't do this. We're not going to do this. There was none of that. And that was probably because they never said it. And the things that were affirming <laughs> that they were going to be violent, that just kind of let. So just to wrap your mind around this. The government says they uh, are are in a seditious conspiracy where they plan to use violence to overthrow the government. I mean that's what seditious conspiracy – it's not interrupt the government's process or whatever. I mean that's such a vague thing. But regardless, they're accused of this by the government. They say we didn't do this, and then the jury convicts on the fact that they didn't tell people not to 
do it. I, I mean, this is how bonkers it is. Because there were no messages of them explicitly saying, don't conspire to overthrow the government, they are therefore guilty of overthrowing the government. Oh, Have you ever heard anything like that? Conspiring to overthrow the government. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean – None of it makes any sense. And if you have ever been to uh, any Proud Boys event, you would know that back in the day, uh, like in 2019, whatever, they were specifically telling people not to bring guns, not to bring, you know, not to act violently, whatever, you know, specifically don't do this thing, you know, and in D.C., all of a sudden, they're going to decide to overthrow the government. Yeah, I, I, probably that's not that not going to happen. I mean, it, it's just it's so stupid on its face that I, I can't even I, I can't deal with it. Like when, when I was testifying in front of the jury, I was thinking, like, you can't really possibly believe. It. Like, I mean, you can't like I know you can't. But apparently they did. Apparently they did, and apparently they, they still do. And then there's all these other comments throughout this Vice article. That just shows you know what these jurors were really convicting on. And we, we saw it in mainstream media articles after they were convicted. I mean the mainstream media articles were like their messages were replete with misogynistic and casual anti-Semitism. And it's just what like – What does that matter? It doesn't what matter. What does that matter though? Look, this is the problem that I have. Like seriously – so what if you don't like these guys? So what if you don't like the fact that maybe they may be misogynist? Maybe they may be racist or whatever you think that they are. I don't care. What does that have to do with the damn crime that is committed or was committed or maybe allegedly committed? I mean, this drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, I can't. It should drive everybody it. nuts. You know, the look, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to freak out but like come on man come on <laughs> i didn't mean to either he committed a crime or he didn't joe I, i'm being specific about and you don't like him fine you don't like him okay you may like him you may not like him i may like him i may not like him but damn I'm sorry. You know, I I don't mean to to make this a problem, you know, but seriously, this is what we're supposed to care about is justice, not like who you like and who you don't like. Yeah, but that was def that was definitely a part of it. I mean, they go on to say, what do you think of these guys in court all of these weeks? Was. What was what was their demeanor like? The the juror responds, he really got uh, talking about Spazzo. He really got hostile towards the prosecutor saying this is a show trial and all of that. So that didn't play well with me. It's like, well, it is a show trial. Wouldn't you be mad if you were kept in prison for two years and threatened with 20 years in prison over something you didn't of do? Course. But you, you, you're not allowed to. But but here's here's where it uh, doubles down. So one guy was getting mad and going, this is a show trial. This is absurd. And they're like, oh, that doesn't play well with me. And the other people who kept quiet, well, that also didn't play well with them. She says, Enrique Tario was kind of smug. He was like an egomaniac to me. He was loving. So they're reading the minds of the Proud Boys and going, he was an what egomaniac. Like, so yeah, what? because because he yeah. was he was not, uh, you know, crying and saying he was sorry for the thing he didn't do. Uh, therefore, he must be guilty. Uh, and she actually goes on to say that one tr one juror was anti-Trump, and she was hoping to weave him into conspiracies and such. So th 
like by their own admission. I mean, if this is an evidence for a mistrial, I don't know what it is. And as we mentioned before, there is no way that this meets the threshold, the legal threshold of beyond a reasonable doubt because they literally are saying that because there were messages deleted, they therefore were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And because the messages were deleted and we don't have the evidence of those messages, we're going to assume those messages were uh, indicative of a, of a conspiracy and call them guilty on that. I mean, it, it's beyond absurd. Uh, we we got to go to commercial break here, but Patty from Boston, thank you so much for coming on. I know you did a lot to try to help these guys, and we're going to continue to try to help these guys because it's not over yet, and there will be appeals, and we can only pray to God that the uh, appellate court uh, reverses thank this you, ridiculous decision. Thank you very much, Patty from Boston at Based Pilled Pod. Folks, we're going to uh, come back and go directly to your calls in the third hour. So I'm um, sorry if you've been holding for a while. We're going to get to you and as many of you as possible in the third hour as we cover all of this bombshell information. As again, you know, none of this is disseparate from one another, right? The Proud Boys trial was one aspect of the fabricated, fear-mongering, white supremacy, domestic terror blood libel that's being pushed by the American government at this point on the American people. And it ties very deeply into the uh, white supremacist claims of the shooter in Allen, Texas. I mean, this is all part of a very sophisticated, very widespread, practically ubiquitous at this point, psychological operation to demoralize America ahead of its ultimate destruction that is coming in uh, T-minus three days as Title 42 is about to expire and the border will well and truly be flooded. And even the senators and and governors of the states on the border are saying the administration has offered us nothing in terms of support even as we collapse under the weight before title 42 has even had time to expire so we'll be back with your calls we'll tie it all in together and we'll talk about hidden in plain view a astonishing saga of mismanagement i talk a lot about the great successes Infowars has had i don't think anybody can deny it and it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.